I want to thank Andrew for them kind words of welcome, and also want to thank Mr. Brown, the committee in session, for the invitation to come to share with you uh, a word of testimony and all that the Lord has done for me. I can't exactly remember the last time I've ever been up in this pulpit in a meeting. Uh, something tells me it might have been whenever I was a little boy reciting the Creed. And I can remember there's her brother Marcy. He was by the side here and he was keeping us writing what to say. And I would have been standing on a box or maybe a soapbox, as you like to call it. And uh, fortunately, brother, you're not here to keep me right tonight. <laughs> but it's a joy to be with you. And as Henry Don has said, it's, I trust tonight will be an encouragement to you. As I remember many of you back whenever I was young, some of you Sunday school teachers and godly examples, that be encouragement to the Sunday school teachers of today, for the children of tomorrow, for the children are in God's hands, and you just don't know what the Lord has planned for them. But I trust tonight will be an encouragement to you, and uh, give thanks for all that God has done for us. A couple of weeks ago, I was reading Psalm 66 in the verse 16. And it says there, Come and hear, all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. That is what I seek to do tonight, to declare all that God has done for my soul. This is God's work. It was him that saved me, and it is him that is sanctifying me, and it is to him I seek to declare. As many of you perhaps know, I was brought up in a Christian home, being taught the scriptures faithfully, going to Sunday school and church services every week. Growing up, I did have difficulties. Uh, I was born with poor hearing, and of course, with poor hearing, that affects your speech. And I wasn't able to speak to the age of three. And it is of God's grace that I can stand here today and be able to declare what God has done for my soul. It's off the Lord and His doing. You know, I remember someone telling me he was studying children development. They used the term that I was lucky that my speech developed. But we don't believe in luck. We believe in the sovereignty of God. And with that in mind, with this gift to speak, it is my desire not only just to glorify God, but to give back to God what he's given me, this ability to speak. But I got saved at the age of 11 in the 14th of May 2011. If you were to ask me what was my thoughts about going to heaven up to that point, I would have thought and told you that I was going to heaven. My thought more or less would have been, why would I not be going to heaven? Sure, I go to church every week. I go to Sunday school. I know the children's catechism. I know memory verses. I have respect in the church. Why would I not be going to heaven? And I soon learned that no matter how religious I was, I was still a sinner. I had broken God's law. And I needed to be saved. I was born in sin, shapened in iniquity. I was like everybody else in that I sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I'm glad on the 14th of May, 2011, I called upon the name of the Lord and he saved me. And I trust and rest upon him alone for salvation. It's him that saves the soul. Not long after I got saved, uh, the, the thoughts were impressed upon my heart of what the Lord would have me to do. I had many things in mind. For example, I wanted to do joinery, wanted to do photography. I had many things in mind, but the ministry never entertained my thought. 
And in the Christian school that I went to in Newton Abbey, we were told very much about the importance of seeking the Lord of what he would have you to do. And so I remember in church, I prayed to the Lord, Lord, what would thou have me to do? On that service, as the word of God was preached, I believe in the sovereignty of God and that I misheard a passage that we were told to turn to. I turned to Ezekiel 2, verse 7. And the word of God says there, And thou shalt speak my words unto them, whether they will hear or whether they forbear, for they are most rebellious. I felt in that moment the finger of God pointing upon me that this is something that I must do, that I must speak God's word. And of course, as you can imagine with all that uh, had happened, that it would look like a coincidence. Over time, I began to doubt, did the Lord really call me? Nevertheless, I wanted to be sure that this was the Lord calling me. And so I came across a verse in 1 Chronicles 28, verse 20. And believe it or not, I got this verse in the Martyrs Youth Fellowship. It says here, And David said to Solomon his son, Be strong and of good courage, and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed. For the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. I, with those verses in mind, I knew that the Lord was calling me into the ministry, but it was more the fact of when I was to go. After school had finished, I, the door opened for me to do joinery. I worked there for six years, getting joinery qualifications. And it was a joy, it was an opportunity to be able to go to the world, to share with them the gospel to people that had never heard the gospel before. And I finished work in July past with joy, knowing that I had done all that I could there, knowing that the vast majority there in that workshop had all heard the gospel, and that there was nothing more that I could do. It was down to them to come to Christ and what they would do with Jesus. But towards the end of 2020, the Lord was beginning to work in my life. I had a routine before going into work is that I would always seek the Lord for prayer before going into work. I would take 15 minutes just to pray for help and wisdom and work, an opportunity to speak a word for God, or if I'm not to speak a word for God, that my life would preach Christ. But in my prayers, my prayers were being constantly directed about doing something for God. The burden became so heavy and so daily that the only way I would describe this burden, it was it was almost tormenting that I must do something for God. I felt as Paul, he says, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. And so I had to surrender to God. I said what Isaiah says in Isaiah 6, here am I, send me. And I prayed that prayer. And I know there were difficult words to pray because it was a commitment. And in that fact, I prayed on saying that, Lord, if I be unwilling to do what you want me to do or go where you want me to go, make me willing through all that you've done for me. And I'll come to show how the Lord answered that prayer. But at the start of 2021, the Lord began calling me again. I was sent a, a sermon which Dr. Paisley preached on entitled The Greatest Crime. And I can remember in my room listening to the sermon and Paisley was talking about uh, a man that was 
waiting for a call. He says, perhaps you're sitting there and you're saying you're waiting for a call. Did God call you to stay at home? Friends, you'll wait a terrible long time. The command has been given. Go. And I knew that was really me. I was waiting for the call of God and the Lord was telling me, the, the waiting is finished. It's time to go. The next day in my daily devotional, I had a devotional that was entitled The Sin of Doing Nothing based in Numbers thirty-two twenty-three, where it says, be sure your sin will find you out. And it says in that devotional that the sin of doing nothing, it will come home to you if you fail to lend all your strength to the work of God. And if that wasn't enough, the next day in the prayer meeting, Mr. McClung was doing a series on discipleship. And he turned us to Luke's Gospel, chapter 9, verses 59 and 60. And we read about Christ. He called a man to preach the kingdom of God. But the man wanted a delay. And I remember Mr. McClung, unaware of everything that was going on in my life, how the Lord was dealing with me, bearing in mind also that this was also online because this was during COVID times, that I remember Mr. McClung saying that perhaps you're of that same mind, that you're delaying, you're, seeking, you're stuck between two opinions. It's not time that you step out and follow the Lord. I remember the Saturday of that week, I brought before the Lord every excuse that I could think of. And I want to tell you that the Lord answered that prayer that I told you about back at the end of 2020. For the Lord silenced every excuse by one verse. Romans 12, verse 1, where it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And it was the part by the mercies of God that's the motivation behind giving yourself to God. In other words, it's considering all that Christ has done for you. And I tell you, on that Saturday, I was brought back to Calvary. I felt like such a fool in thinking about all that Christ has done for me. And here I was, unwilling to step out and follow Christ. And since then, every excuse has been gone. I met with my minister about going into Whitfield College of the Bible. And then I came across a big hurdle, the entrance exams. And I had to sit through uh, three exams. And uh, it nearly terrified me, the high criteria that was required. But we thank God for that. It was necessary. And so, bearing in mind, as I was preparing to study for these exams and also working full-time in a job which was joinery, which was exhausting, and all your energy is used up, and the last thing you want to do after a day's work is to study. But the Lord gave grace. The Lord equipped. I would have been one that would have enjoyed reading books before working. But whenever I started at work, I would have started rubbing neck and down the page after work. But whenever God called me, he equipped me not only to read a book, but to study it. I remember, unfortunately, my girlfriend isn't here tonight, but every week I would have said, I'm not going to pass these exams. And my girlfriend, Grace, she preached to me the same sermon every week. Philippians 4.19, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And I thank God that God is my God and that the promise here is that he will supply all your need according to his riches in glory. That's a promise for you tonight. Whatever you're facing tonight, that God promises to meet all your need. You rest in that promise.
And Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, well-known words, I trust, that came to me with such freshness before the exams, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. And if you were to ask me my thoughts about right before going into the exams, I would have told you I'm just simply trusting in the Lord. I'm trusting in the fact that he has called me. I'm trusting in the fact that this is what he wants me to do. And I'm trusting in him. No matter what, if I feel the exams are past them, I've done what I could. I obeyed the Lord. I wanted to honor him. And the plan has always been the same, trusting in the Lord. I wanted to honor God. And God honored me and gave me a pass in all three exams. And God opened every door. And I prayed openly about this matter. And I wanted to be sure that this was the Lord's will. And if it wasn't God's will, that God would close the door. But no, it was his will. And he opened every door. And I stand here tonight only by the grace of God. I give thanks and praise to him alone for the wonderful things that he has done. And as a student, I'm not exalted in the slightest. I'm still the same as I was as a joiner. And the moment I trusted in the Lord, a servant of God, a sinner saved by grace, a best only a man. And with that in mind, that's why I would ask you to pray for me. Pray for the students. Pray for the lectures. Pray for the college. For we're only men. We need the help of God. And we need the help of God's people to pray for us. As this is God's work we're looking to go into, God's business, and we would be fools to do it without the help of God. I just want to close with a, a verse. The Newton Abbey Men's Choir sung one time. It says, There's work within the vineyard. There's service to be done. There's a message of salvation to declare. Send me forth to tell the story to the homes of sinful men. Let me take the light of the gospel there. May God bless you. Thank you very much.